This shot blocked. They're looking to spring Ovechkin again. White Cloud back. Shot. Score! Alex Ovechkin rips it in. Breaking news in Major League Baseball. Rafael Devers and the Red Sox agreeing to effectively another 12 years. Technically, it's an 11-year deal worth $331 million that won't take effect until the 24 season, but he's going to be under contract with the team for 12 years. This has been confirmed by our Jim Bowden. The deal is the sixth largest by average annual value in Major League history. Devers hit 295 last season, 27 homers, 88 driven in, made his second All-Star game in a row, and now a Red Sox, at least under contract, for a long Long time. Let's bring in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Take Daily. It is me, the one and only John O'Halloran. If you guys want to follow us on social media, it's been the same. You heard it right there. The Red Sox and Rafael Devers agreed to a 11 well, technically 12 year deal. I did not think this was going to happen. I did not think the Red Sox were going to get a deal done with um, Rafael Devers. I wonder how to had to do with. Red Sox fans booing John Henry at the uh, Winter Classic back um, just this past Monday between the Bruins and Penguins, but you know, Red Sox get the deal done. You know, they I've said in the podcast the last you know few years, uh, you know three years ago they traded Mookie Betts. Uh, this off season they lost Xena Bogarts, and I thought this upcoming season they were either going to trade Devers at the trade deadline or they're going to lose Devers in free agency. I thought they're going to lose. You know, three homegrown players in the last, you know, three years, but they um they get the deal done. Um, the deal begins in twenty twenty three, includes a twenty million signing bonus. A source told uh, Ken Rosenthal, uh, it doesn't include a uh, no trade clause, but Devers will obtain a no trade uh, rights in twenty twenty seven as a player with ten years of service time. Um, Devers' contract will fold fold in the uh, seventeen point five million salary. Uh, he agreed to earlier this week to avoid uh, arbitration. Social Jeff Pass, uh, Passon. So Alex Peer uh, tweeted uh, just to clarify the 11 years and 331 million for Devers includes for his 2023 salary. The deal will run through 2033. Uh, uh, no opt outs in the deal. Um, so his contract become the largest in team history, trumping the uh, seven year 215 million uh, deal uh, they gave David Price back in 2015. Uh, the Red Sox and Chief uh, Baseball uh, Officer at Heim Bloom received plenty of fan pressure to resign Devers after trading uh, Mookie Betts to the Dodgers in 2020, uh, losing, like I said, Xena Bogarts in free agency this winter. Uh, the two sides are poorly navigated for most of 2022, with Boston offering the infield a deal worth more than 200 uh, million last spring. Uh, Devers poorly wanted more than 300 and eight, uh, 300 million in April, had a terrific 2022 season, hitting 295, 358, 521. 27 runs batted in, 42 doubles, 88 runs batted in, 141 games. He also finished third in F uh, war among AL third baseman behind Jose Maris and uh, Alex Bergman. That's a good um, list to be part of. Um, you know, he's a, you know, you heard in the, in the clip, he's a two-time All-Star. He owns a 283, 342-512 slash line with 139 homers, 187 doubles, 455 runs batted in. 
in sixth season with the Red Sox. Um, you know, he's received a down uh, ballot uh, MVP votes three times throughout his career. Um, you know, it's been very busy offseason for the Red Sox. They uh, signed uh, Matsuzaka Yoshida. Uh, they signed Justin Turner. They brought in Kenley Jensen. They signed Corey Kluber, and they signed Chris Martin. And I hope the Red Sox aren't done making moves here. And I know they want to get under luxury tax. But, um, no, this is a team that would always go out and always go out and spend money. Um, and I know what High and Bloom's trying to accomplish here. I mean, look what he did in Tampa Bay. You no, know, he built that farm system in Tampa Bay. Um, and Tampa Bay right now is one of the best teams uh, in the last few years in the AL East. But um, I just hope the Red Sox aren't done uh, going and spending money. And I'm happy that I'm happy that Devers is going to be Red Sox probably for the rest of his career. Um, I'm happy they got this deal done. Um, I just wish they still could have got a deal done with um, Xander Bogarts, but no, the fact that they got this deal done with Devers is amazing. Um, I thought Devers was going to be another homegrown talent gone, um, but you know they they got the deal done. And all Red Sox fans, if they you know did pressure John Henry and Heinblum to make this move, that's that's a W for us. Um, but like I said, I hope they're not done making moves. I hope they can go make more moves. But um, honestly, I think they're done making moves. Um, they're not going to be good this. I mean, the pitching is going to be atrocious. Their pitching looks awful. Uh, the lineup's not too bad, but the main, main question coming this season is their pitching. I know how Chris, how is Chris Sale going to be? Um, I, Corey Kluber is a shell of himself. Um, we're not what he used to be, but um. They got the deal done with Devers. It's amazing that happened. And uh, like I said, if the Red Sox, if, if John Henry getting booed had to do with this, then you got to give the Red Sox fans a W for you know, letting that happen. Um, but you no, know, Devers going to be a Red Sox for life unless they end up trading, which I mean, I hope they don't. Um, but they locked him up and they got the deal done. Here's a name that I mentioned in the podcast for a while. I'm going to talk about uh, the Dodgers designating uh, Trevor Brewer for um, designating Trevor Brewer uh, with 22.5 million of his contract. Uh, the Dodgers organization believes that the allegation of sexual assault or domestic violence should be uh, thoroughly investigated with the uh, process given to the uh, accused. Uh, the Dodgers sent a statement Friday. From the beginning, we have fully cooperated with Major League Baseball investigations and strictly followed the process uh, speculated on the MLB's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and uh, child abuse policy. Um, two reviews of uh, all the available evidence in this case, one by Commissioner um, uh, Manfred and another by a natural um Brewer consulted that Mr. Brewer's actions uh, weren't uh, the longest ever active uh, player suspension or sport violations of the policy. Um, now that uh, now that this is our process has been uh, completed and after uh, careful consideration, we have uh, decided that he will no longer be part of the organization. Um, back when Will and I when Will and I did the podcast, so Will and I talked about this. If I remember, the woman, you know, wanted this to, wanted this relationship with Trevor Brewer to happen. Um, I, I, I don't know happened behind the closed doors, but I remember strictly Will and I talking about this, you know, there were text messages that, you no, know, she wanted this to happen. Um, 
Burr responded to the decision with a statement of his own. He says, while unable to uh, communicate through the uh, administration process, my representative spoke to Dodgers leadership immediately following the uh, operation decision. The statement read, following two weeks of conversations around my return to organization, I sat down with Dodgers leadership in Arizona yesterday who told me they uh, wanted me to return and pitch for the team this year. Um, while, I, uh, while I'm disappointed by the organization's decision today, I appreciate the wealth of support I received from the Dodgers clubhouse. Uh, I wish the players all the best. Look forward to uh, competing, uh, competing elsewhere. Um, the moves comes two weeks after the uh, independent uh, reduced Brewers' uh, suspension for violating MLB's uh, joint domestic uh, violence sexual assault. Um, so first, it was uh, 324 games to 194 games Brewers' apparel. Um, so he will still be docked by uh, pay for 50 games in 2023. Um, was able to pitch in the major leagues on opening day if another team signs him. I don't think he was going to sign him. Um, no, he's only pitched 17 games for the Dodgers after signing a three $122 million contract before the 2021 season. The Dodgers placed him on the restricted list on July 2nd, 2021 at the MLB Open Up the Investigation. Uh, the league suspended him uh, on April 29th of last year. As a result of the 194-game suspension, he'll lose over $37 million in pay. Wow. The amount covers the final 144 games of last season in the uh, first 50 games of 2023, um, uh, which uh, will be credited as time served. Um, wow. I mean, should the Red Sox take a chance at him? I mean, like I said, Red Sox need pitching. Um, but does any team going to really want to take a chance at him? I mean, I don't think Trevor Burr is a bad pitcher. I would take him on the Red Sox. I said the Red Sox pitching is not going to be good. I mean, you can throw Trevor Burr in there uh, to somehow, uh, some way help this rotation. But, um, like I said, I remember when I talking about this, and I'm pretty sure that in text messages, the, the woman don't want this relationship to happen. Like I said, I, I don't know what happened behind those closed doors. Obviously, something happened. She came out and accused him for doing this, and he was suspended for, uh, no, 324 games. That's absolutely crazy. Um, but, I mean, that's a lot of money to lose. Next quick, I'm going to talk about uh, Cubs agreeing to a one-year deal with Eric Hosmer. Uh, Cubs will play Hosmer, the league's uh, minimal salary, as he uh, still owes $39 million from the final threes of his contract with the Padres. Um, so he became a free agent in December when the Red Sox released uh, released him. He was out to Red Sox at the trade deadline. Um, at the same time, I don't know why the Red Sox released him. No, he was basically going to – the Red Sox pay, basically weren't even going to be paying him to play. And he was going to be getting uh, paid for free. I don't. I mean, I, he wasn't even going to get paid. I don't know why the Red Sox let him go. Um, he hit eight homers and four to four runs batted in. Um, combined 104 games between the uh, Red Sox and Padres. Uh, Cubs made a lot of moves this offseason. They added Danson Swansby, Cody Bellinger, James uh, Tellon during the uh, after the offseason. That's not a bad signing for the uh, Cubs. It's a veteran you can have in that locker room. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I still don't know why the Red Sox even let him go. They were going to be paying him, but. You know, Alec, uh, Eric Hosmer gets a deal.
Next, we're going to talk about uh, the Mets are actually frustrated with uh, Carlos Correa talks. Uh, they're actually contemplating walking away. You now, remember, he signed a, uh, well, we thought he signed with the um, with the Giants. Ended up, Giants found something wrong in his physical. Um, backed away, Mets jumped in and signed him literally, I think it was a day after they signed him. Um, the two sides reached on a 12-year, $350 million, uh, agreement on December 21st, but the uh, pact was never finalized because of concerns flagged during the medical uh, about uh, an old ankle injury. Lawyers representing the team and player have reportedly been unable to agree on what uh, on what to add uh, to the contract that would protect uh, the club in the long term. Um, Cords uh, Camp is now talking with other teams, according to... Um, Andy uh, Martino, the Minnesota Twins uh, have made uh, contact with the uh, with uh, Carl Square reports. John Heyman, other team, uh, other media outlets are reporting about the uh, possibility of a reunion. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I'm hearing this morning is the Twins have some momentum here uh, with the possibility of really us all once again. Yeah, they are still involved in Korea and they've got a shot here, and I think they're willing to uh, do a little bit more of a risk on the medicals than either the Giants or the Mets were in terms of years and dollars from what I'm hearing. And so uh, we'll see how this plays out. But I do think progress is being made here. I don't think this is going to go on forever. But the Minnesota Twins are, yes, they are back in this Carlos front and center in the Carlos uh, Correa thing. So we'll see how this plays out. But, um, look, the one thing we all know about the Boris Corporation, right, they do a really good job for their clients. And if their clients al allow the Boris Corporation to do what they do, they will get the most years and the most dollars they possibly can for the player. And there is a possibility here that the Minnesota Twins come in and just go pick out Correa right under the New York Mets' noses. It's a strong possibility. If the Mets don't move from their present position, don't be surprised if the Mary Tyler Moore statue some t someday has a Correa <laughs> statue next to it. I mean, if I'm the Mets, no, I walk away. You know, the Giants, they tried signing him. They didn't, they, they saw something with his, uh, in, in the in the physical. They didn't like it. Now the Mets are seeing the same thing. If I'm the Mets, just walk away. You know, the Mets this offseason already have spent a lot of money. I'm pretty sure they spent the most money in the MLB. Um, I, I'd walk away. You know, uh, so you're probably trying to a 10-year, $285 million offer from the Twins before agreeing with the Giants, but immediately fell apart because of the same medical issues fogged by the Mets. I mean, this is two teams that, saw something they didn't like with his uh, medical issues. So, you no, know, Giants walked away. Now the Mets, I, I mean, I think the Mets should, you know, walk away from this. You know, why let this, you know, why, why continue to deal with this, you know? Uh, like I said, you know, you, you already got Francisco Lindor at shortstop. You know, probably one of the best shortstops in the game. You know, why continue to, No deal with Carl's Corey. No, just walk away. Let no let the twins deal with this. You know, because what if this? You no, know, what if the twins do sign to that ten year deal, or even sign to a bigger year deal? And let's say they give him a like eleven twelve year deal. And let's say he barely plays in those you no know, twelve years. Then that's on the twins for you no know, signing to that contract. You know, the Mets don't want to you know have to pay him that you no know, twelve you no. Know, for the twelve years, turns fifteen million dollar contract and have him be constantly injured. No, when Carl Square is healthy, Carl Square is a really good player. But obviously, the these two teams saw something in his medical issues that they walked away. Well, one team did. The Mets haven't walked away yet. The Mets are still trying to get something done here. But if I'm the Mets, walk away. Now let another till let another team deal with this. And I saw on Twitter that Red Sox fans want them to sign Carl Square. I want nothing to do with Carl Correa. 
I mean, I when healthy, yes, but obviously right now, no, because I don't want to be have to, I don't want to be a team have to pay this guy x amount of money, x amount of years, and have him barely even play. Um, but let the Mets walk away. Let let another team let another team deal with this because what if what if this injury is really something serious? And he's not what he was when he was in uh, Houston for all his years. What if he was not the same player he was when he was with the Twins for the one year? No, let other teams deal with this. Let other teams sign. Let another team jump in and sign this guy, and no, let this injury bug affect the rest of his career. Um, but no, when healthy, like I said, when healthy, he, he's a really good defensive shortstop. He's really got a good bat. Um, but obviously, there's two teams seeing something in this injury. There's two teams seeing something in this an- this old ankle injury. Um, but, like I said, if I'm the Mets, walk away. Let the Twins, let someone else deal with this. Um, but, no, if he can bounce back from this, no, maybe the Twins, you know, maybe the Mets can, no, like I, maybe the Mets can um, up the deal or change the deal and no, move to third base like they planned on doing or just keep Francisco Landor. Um, speaking about um, more baseball, I uh, should have gone in order here. Uh, the Miami, Miami Marlins are looking for some offensive help this winter are willing to trade signet players on the roster to the Boston Red Sox for first baseman Tristan Cassis, according to Bobby uh, Barry Jackson of Miami Herald. Um, well, uh, while there seems to be mutual interest, the Marlins are uh, pursuing more offensive and um, or personally, uh, pitching depth, but the uh, and the Red Sox seemingly needed um Constant controlled arms. They, I mean, like I said, they do need help uh, in their uh, rotation. Um, now, Tristan Cassis is considered top prospects in uh, the Red Sox system and made his major league debut last uh, last year. Um, he went uh, 15 for 76 with five home runs, one stolen base over 27 uh, 27 games. He will not be eligible for free agency until after the 2028 campaign. So uh, the Marlins recently added uh, infielder uh, Juan Segura on a two-year, $17 million contract. However, they were also reporting interest in signing Jose Abreu and Justin Turner, who only signed elsewhere. Um, Jose Abreu went to the uh, Astros, and Justin Turner went to the Red Sox, uh, as just mentioned. Um, Jackson notes that the Marlins could include right-hander starter Pablo uh, Lopez, who, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Pablo Lopez, did he make the All-Star game this past season? I feel like he wanted to sign on too. All right, so I know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, the only thing really done in his career is uh, Emblem Records for cons- uh, consecutive strikeups to start a game nine. Wow. Ooh. Um, they're looking to trade Trevor Rogers and uh, rookie uh, righty uh, Edward Cabrera in such a deal. So uh, in the 2022 starts, Pablo Lopez uh, uh, had a 3.75 ERA. Uh, Rogers had a 5.47 ERA, and Cabrera had a 3.01 ERA. I mean, like I said, Red Sox pitching, they need help. Their pitching rotation looks absolutely terrible. I mean, if Chris Sale can come back and be the Chris Sale he has in his career before these injuries, and if somehow um, Corey Kluber can come back and be dumb like he wasn't when he was with Cleveland. You got two good pitchers right there. You know, one of these pitchers can help you right here. Um, but do the Red Sox really want to give up Tristan um, Tristan Cassis? Also, the Red Sox had an interest in Joey Wendell, and the Marlins apparently discussed a deal with the Colorado Rockies and uh, Varling um, Edward Cambrera uh, earlier in the uh, winter. 
If the, if the uh, Marlins uh, do move a starting pitcher, they could uh, show interest, interest in uh, Joey uh, Johnny Cueto, who's right now our free agent. Uh, Boston has uh, endured uh, discipline offseason so far. Uh, they know already, I've mentioned it thousands of times, example regards, um, Brian Justin Turner, uh, Mas, um, Masasada Yoshida, Corey Kluber, and Kenley Jensen, among others. Um, and I would take one of these pitchers from the Red Sox, but do the Red Sox really want to trade Tristan Cassis? Um, but from the Red Sox, I would do it. No, you need pitching. I mean, he was 15, he was 15 for 76, with five home runs. Um, and it, not only that, he strikes out a lot, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I highly doubt the Red Sox are going to trade him. Uh, I'm sure the Red Sox want him to be part of the future. But, you know, if you need pitching, go out and get the pitching. No, trade him. Anyways, guys, we're going to move on to some uh, NFL. Um, scary situation on Monday night. Um, very serious situation. Uh, DeMar Hamlin... Um, you know, we all saw him collapse on the field. Uh, suffered cardiac arrest. Uh, you know, I was I was watching the game and you didn't even see him fall back. Uh, you know, you saw the ambulance uh, on the on the field, and they kept coming back from a commercial break, and they were still on the field. Um, then ESPN, you know, the Monday Night Football coverage just kept showing him fall back. I kept starting on Twitter. Um, no, at one point he was in critical condition, but no, right now he's breathing on his own. Uh, he talked to teams on he talked to teammates on Facetime. Um, no, it was uh, uplifting enough for the Buffalo Bills staff and players to see Demar Hamlin to appear on uh, you no know, video screen in the team's meeting room Friday. Large in life, Coach Sharon McDermott put in for the first time since hearing uh, the safety collapse. Um, Amazing, touching to see uh, Demar number one uh, through my own eyes. I know it's something I've been looking forward to, kind of needing to see. Uh, Sean McDermott said, uh, and to see other players react. Uh, they stood up right away, clapped for him, and yelled some things at him. It's pretty uh, cool exchange. Uh, four days since his heart stopped, uh, making uh, what appeared to be a routine tackle in the game. Um, he was taken to the hospital room in Cincinnati, and uh, the Bills enjoyed uh, a moment of uh, tribulation and celebration uh, for the next step in what uh, doctors have um, termed a miracle recovery. Um, Deion Dawkins said, uh, we got our boy, man. It's all that matters. To see that boy's face and see him smile, to see him uh, go uh, like this in the camera, Dawkins said, flexing his muscles. Um, it's something. It was every No, it was everything. And then to hear him talk was really everything. That's what we needed. So he's breathing on his own now, walking on his own, um, trading the running pad he I uh, he had been using to communicate. You know, it's just it's just awesome that you no know, he he's making this remarkable comeback because at one point you had no idea what was going to end up happening to this guy to this kid. You know it's it's awesome that. Demar Hamlin is doing so much better. That that was scary to see. You know, they even did that do CPR on him on the field, and I'm happy that you no, know, he's making this remarkable comeback. Um, you know, when he was writing on the notepad, he said to doctors, "Who won the game?" And the doctor said to him, "You won," because you had no idea what was going to happen. And he is he pulled through this man, and um, I actually want to play this video I saw on Instagram. Um, hold on, let me find this real quick. 
real. Like, I can't even describe it, but I, I cherish it every second that I can. You know, every second of every day. We just had our prayer, our, our DB prayer we do every Wednesday. Mm. Outside, he was next to me, and I just grabbed his hand a little bit harder just because, you know, you never know when, like, the last day could be that you're getting a experience, something like this, you know, so I'm just, I'm cherishing it every moment I can. It feels so surreal. Like, I, mean, I can't even describe it, but I... That's I, just... And you know, he's right about that. You got to cherish every moment because you don't know what's going to happen next. You know, he went out in this game. He went out on that field. You know, obviously, you know this was going to happen. He didn't know what was going to happen. No one knew this was going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm just happy that, you know, DeMar Hamlin is, you know, is doing so much better. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, know what, you know, I know there's a lot of people that don't believe in God, and I know what your guys' religion is, um, but I mean, I, I got my faith. Like I said, I know what your guys' religion is, but you no, know, something was watching over him, and something said, "It's not your time yet. It's not your time yet. You, it's not your time yet. You got so much more to live for." You're going to fight through this. You're going to pull through this. You're too strong. You got the strength. And something's watching over him. And he pulled through, man. And you know, I'm happy for DeMar Hamlin. Not only that, you know, what happened while he was in the hospital, what happened when he was going through, he actually has a um, a uh, toy charity. It raised over at this time. I think it's over $9 million now. At first, uh, it was at seven million. So uh, fans have raised over more than seven million for uh, Demar Hamilton's uh, Choi uh, Charity uh, Charity Drive after he suffered cardiac arrest. So uh, his intentional goal for the fundraiser, which started in twenty twenty, uh, was raised to two thousand five hundred. The foundation brought just over uh, two thousand nine hundred prior to uh, him falling. More than uh, um. So Robert Kraft and Tampa Bay's quarterback Tom Brady, Denver Broncos uh, single caller uh, Russell Wilson, to uh, were among to uh, donate. Um, as I embark on my NFL journey to the NFL, I'll never forget where I came from, and I committed to use my platform to uh, personally impact the community that uh, raised me. Uh, Hamilton wrote on the GoFundMe. I created the uh, Chasing M Foundation as a uh, vehicle. Uh, that will allow me to deliver the impact for the first program of the 2020 com uh, Community Toy Drive. Um, that's just, that's awesome now that people came together and they did this for him. I think at this time, people have, everyone who donated, it's over $9 million now, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I'm just happy the way this turned out. I'm happy the way, you know, what people you know donating to his charity. I'm happy he's going to pull through this. And I honestly hope, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get back on the field this season. Um, you know, I hope the Bills, to be honest, play for him the rest of the season. I hope that the Bills win the, I, me being Eagles, obviously I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I would love for the Bills to go out and play for DeMar Hamlin and win the Super Bowl for him. Um, it's just, you know, I, I, I'm just so happy that, you know, he, he pulled through this and people came together and donated to his charity. Um, but speaking about the, um, 
the uh, Bills and uh, Bengals game. Unfortunately, it's not going to resume. The NFL said Thursday it will not resume the Bills and Bengals game that was suspended Monday night after, obviously, DeMar uh, Hamlin collapsed. Uh, the league said uh, some of the factors come to the decision included that not playing the Buffalo-Cincinnati game due to its conclusion will have no effect on which clubs qualify for the postseason. Uh, no club uh, would uh, qualify for the postseason. No club would be uh, limited based on the outcome of the game. Also, NFL said playing the game between the Bills and Bengals would have uh, required postponement to start of the playoffs by a week, affecting all 14 teams that required for the postseason. I mean, there's nothing they could have done. Because let's say if you play that game on a Wednesday, then the Bengals and Bills only would have had Thursday, Friday, Saturday out, then play a game, you know, three, four days later. Um, that's dangerous right there. Um, the NFL said the decision creates potential competitive uh, in certain playoff scenarios. Uh, the league said clubs on Friday in Pacific uh, League meeting, which would consider uh, a uh, revolution, um, rec recommended by the uh, commissioner and uh, approval by today uh, by the league uh, competitive committee. So um, I actually have it right here. So the uh, so the FC playoffs aren't going. Uh, so the FC playoffs are going to have a seemingly different look this year, and that's because uh, the NFL uh, the NFL's third two owners have voted uh, to make two major uh, modifications to the postseason after the uh, after making the decision Thursday night to cancel the uh, Bills and uh, Bengals game. The NFL offered two proposals for changing the NFC play uh, the AFC playoffs. Um, these protocols were officially voted through Friday. Uh, under the first proposal that was voted uh, through, the AFC Championship will be now played at a neutral site if any of these three uh, scenarios are uh, met. So scenario one will be if the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City both win or tie in Week 18, then Buffalo versus Kansas City Championship game will be held at a neutral site. Uh, so the second would be if the Bills and Chiefs both lose in Week 18, Baltimore wins or ties a bangle uh, with the Bengals, then Buffalo versus Kansas City Championship uh, game would be a, um, in, uh, a neutral site. Then scenario three, if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and uh, Kansas City beats Baltimore, <coughs> then the Bills versus uh, Chiefs AFC Championship game would be a neutral site. If necessary, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will determine the site of the game. Um... The NFL is also giving the Ravens a chance to possibly host a uh, wild card game, uh, even though Baltimore will uh, finish second place in the AFC North, no matter what happens on Sunday against the Bengals. Even if the Ravens win, they would put them at 11-6, which would uh, s uh, still be a half game behind Cincinnati, who right now uh, would finish with 11-5 with the loss. Under the scenario, the Ravens wouldn't win the division, even though they swept the Bengals. Um, they had a better division record. To fix that problem, the owners uh, have approved that the proposal that will call for a coin flip to determine the host of potential Ravens and Bengals um, wildcard game. The coin flip would only help both teams' scenarios met. The Ravens beat the Bengals on Sunday, and the two teams are scheduled to play each other in the wildcard. Um...
With the two proposals now approved, the team uh, that means the Bengals might host a might not host a wild card game, even though they won the AFC North. Not surprisingly, the Bengals were the one team that were um against the uh, two proposals. Uh, Kate Blackburn, uh, executive president of the Bengals, even spent uh spent sent out a memo trying to get the teams to vote against the proposal. According to report, twenty five owners voted yes, and twenty four votes were needed. Uh, due to the uh, unanticipated uh, natural situation, uh, Roger Goodell, I uh, knew that not every team would be happy with the solution. Um, this is so weird, man. I forgot what I was going to say. That's so weird that a team that lost a division can host, obviously, uh, so the Ravens, even though they lost a division, will still host a wild card game, even though the Bengals won the division. That is so weird. Um, Oh, sorry guys, I just this is so confusing. But um I don't know, man, it's just Wow. I mean, will we see the AFC championship play at a neutral site? Uh and I would not mind another uh Buffalo Bills Kansas City uh playoff game because that one from last year was probably one of the best games I ever watched. But you no, know, obviously we're gonna have to see what's gonna happen. Um but no speaking about I saw this, so we got two football games on tonight, which I'm gonna get to my picks later on. Um even if the Jaguars lose tonight if the Jaguars lose tonight, they can technically still fall to the seventh seed and miss uh, make the playoffs. They would need the um the Steelers to lose, the Dolphins to lose, and the Patriots to lose. So no matter what, the Jaguars can still make the playoffs. But uh, on to the next one, um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is trending towards a play against the Giants. Um, Eagles need Jalen Hurts more than every, anything right now. You know, last week, Gard Minshew played absolutely terrible. Um, you know, the Eagles team has not been the same. Um, injuries, yes, injuries are there. Um, but hopefully Jalen Hurts can play in this game because, you know, the Eagles had a chance at last week, the Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve to clinch the uh, the division, I think, uh, home field advantage. Last week they had a chance to, and I uh, know this is two straight weeks they had, had a chance to get home field advantage. And not only that, the Cowboys can still win the division, which is crazy. Um, and the Eagles can still, no, not get home field, no, 49ers can still get home field. Um, but hopefully the Eagles can you know, win this game and get home field and win the division. So um, so he's listed as questionable ahead of Sunday's matchup. I missed the last two games. Uh, Garden Minshew has played in Hurts, uh, completing 42 of 72 passes for 629 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. They went 0-2. So uh, one of those losses was uh, at the Dallas Cowboys, who enter uh, Week 18 as one of the three clubs that can finish uh, with the NFC's number one seed. Eagles are 13-3, will earn the top spot with the victory. Cowboys are 12-4, and, and San Francisco are both 12-4, have a chance at the bye, will need uh, to win and will get some help from others 
Um, but like I said, Eagles need Jalen Hurts. Um, I hope we can play tomorrow. I do not want another week of guard Minshew because let's say if the Eagles do lose, and let's say if Jalen Hurts is still isn't ready, then you go to a, a, a playoff game with guard Minshew as your quarterback. I don't want that. I do not want guard Minshew to be quarterback. I'm really hoping that Jalen Hurts can play in this game. The Eagles need Jalen Hurts. Eagles need Jalen Hurts bad. No, those numbers I just read for Garden Minshew are fucking terrible. They're dog crap numbers. No, six hundred twenty nine yards, three touchdowns, or three interceptions. Um, I mean, some of the interceptions you really can't blame on him. Um, uh, especially the Christmas Eve games when he threw him to Quez Watkins. Uh, the Dallas defender ripped him out of Quez Watkins' hands. Quez Watkins is built like a toothpick. Then you had the one last week. Uh, it was a great read by the uh, by the Saints to, uh, by the Saints, um, but um, uh, what the hell's his name? Marcus Lattimore. Is it Marcus Lattimore? It was a great read, but uh, no, I, you can't have Gardner Minshew going in and you know being your quarterback for the playoffs. I'm hoping Jalen Hurts can play. Uh, no, the Eagles team they got hurt at the wrong time. No, they suffered injuries at the wrong time. Um, no, Jalen Hurts at the time was probably going to the MVP. Uh, that's going to go Patrick Mahomes. But no, hopefully Jalen Hurts can play in this game tomorrow. Hopefully he can lock up this first round by. Hopefully he can lock up the division because, like I said, Cowboys can still win the division. Um, but hopefully the Eagles can. Um, you know, hopefully the Eagles can get Jalen Hurts back. Uh, Josh Dobbs uh, will start against the. Um, Jaguars tonight. Uh, so Mike Vrabel named Josh Tobbs a team starting quarterback for their uh, win and in matchup against the Jaguars. Um, so uh, he made his first career start last week against the Dallas Cowboys on uh, Thursday Night Football, just eight days after being signed from the Detroit Lions practice squad. So he completed 20 of 39 passes for 232 yards, one touchdown, one interception. They ended up losing that game. Um, Dobbs got the nod against Dallas after um, Willis went one and uh, two in three starts this season. Willis struggled with um, accuracy, completing just fifty percent, fifty point nine percent of his passes. Um, Titans are in a six-game losing streak. I'm pretty sure. No, at this point, at one point, this team was one of the best teams in the AFC, and they have completely fallen off the wagon. This is another team that has suffered a lot of injuries. You no, know, Ryan Tannehill. Um, they have suffered a lot of injuries on their offense, a lot of offensive line, a lot of injuries on their defense. Um, you know, can can Josh Dobbs get this team to the playoffs, and can Josh Dobbs put this team on his back and lead this team in a deep run of the playoffs? I don't know. A lot of injuries happen for this team. Jaguars are hot right now. Um, I think Jaguars are recently a five and one. Seven playing great football. Um, I would still love for the Jaguars to win this game. I would love to see Jaguars win the playoffs, especially Doug Peterson. Uh So we're going to talk about um, a little uh, situation with the uh, Indianapolis Colts and uh, New York Giants uh, pass rusher uh, Kayvon, uh, Kayvon uh, Tribukes. Uh, pretty sure I said his name wrong. Um, we all saw with his uh, third down sack, uh, did a Stone Angel Snow Angel right to Nick Foles. Oh, there's no sound to that clip. 
But um, so Jeff Saturday came out and um, said uh, it was absolute trash. He did that. So uh, Tributes uh, took down Foles late in the second quarter and proceeded to do a snow angel celebration on the ground next to the uh, injured Nick Foles. Trainers attended to the veteran signal called before he walked off the field and was carted off to the locker room. The team later ruled him out for the rest of the game with a rib injury. Um, Jeff Saturday was upset that Foles' offensive seven linemen did not come to the quarterback's uh, quarterback's help. Which, you know, you got to agree with Jeff Saturday. You know, it just makes me wonder what the offensive line was doing if they don't like Nick Foles or if they just piss off at the season. You know, if you're offensive lineman and you see your quarterback on the ground and you see someone doing snow angels right next to him, you go after that guy. Or even, you know, we see situations when a quarterback is running and he runs out of bounds and you see, a, you know, a cornerback come out of nowhere and hit him as he gets out of bounds. And you see the offensive lineman go right after that guy. You know, why, why would you not stick up for your quarterback? So he said, disappointed from the offensive line perspective and from teammates in general, Jeff Saturday added, we've all, we've, uh, we'll have we'll have a discussion about it. After Saku celebrate, uh, Tribic said, uh, according to ESPN, I think when I realized he was hurt, that's when uh, he's, we started getting up. When you were... When you were uh, doing a celebration, you're not looking to see who is doing what. I hope he gets well, and I hope he's all right. So, I mean, he did come out, and he said, I hope he's okay. Uh, Foles injury will keep him out for the regular season finale. Um, it doesn't even matter. Cold season has been a huge disappointment. But, no, he did say he didn't know he was hurt, and he did say he was okay. But then uh, this also resulted in... Um, Kevin uh, uh, um saying he didn't know who Jeff Saturday is. So uh, who's a gatekeeper of when you do something? So once we figure uh, out who the uh, gatekeeper uh, is, then we can uh, write the rules. And then we can establish the narratives and things like that. He said Wednesday, according to SNY. But when you, uh, but until you guys are actually in the sport and uh, do it in the moment, you uh, can't create the uh, narrative on it. Uh, reporters then informed... Um, Two weeks at the Colts, interim coach Jeff Saturday criticized action Saturday, who spent 14 years in the NFL prior to his coaching career, called the pass rush celebration tateless and trash. I don't know who he is. Uh, anyone who comments on it, unless I know who they are, it doesn't really affect me. Um, I mean, you got to know who Jeff Saturday was. I mean, he played on those great Colts teams, and I'm sure he was just doing this to be a jackass. I'm sure he was doing this to throw uh, more... Uh, more us, um, what is that saying? More salt on the moon. I'm pretty sure it's more salt on the moon. I mean, six time pro bowler. I mean, you, you mean Super Bowl champion. I mean, he knew who he was. He was, he was, he was just doing this to be a jackass. But, um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, maybe he didn't know Nick Foles was injured, but at one point he was in the Snow and Angel. He looked over and saw Nick Foles in pain. I don't know. I mean, I just... It's tough to say. No, I mean, he did say he's hope he's okay. But at the same time, did he know he was injured? Because I'm sure he heard Nick Foles... I'm sure he hold, heard Nick Foles in, that he was in pain. But no, shame on the Colts of Ossive line for not coming over and helping him. Um, next, we're going to talk about is actually 
Uh, John Harborough, uh, Jim Harborough, my bad, not John. Jim Harborough uh, doesn't plan to ditch Michigan. Uh, there's rumors that the uh, he had NFL interest. Although no one knows the future, I think uh, we'll be coaching Michigan next year. Uh, Harborough told Queen City's uh, Will uh, uh, Knuckle and uh, Connor Loomis. Uh, reports in December suggested that multiple teams uh, were doing background work on uh, Harborough since the uh, Panthers and Broncos have uh, reportedly reached out to the Michigan sideline boss about their open head coach positions. Uh, the Panthers have been under uh, command in, uh, for intern coach Steve uh, Wilkes since uh, firing Matt Rule after one forced start. Meanwhile, the Broncos fired first-year head coach Nathan Hackett a day after Christmas. Denver's ownership group apparently plans to be aggressive in his pursuit of a new head coach. Um, so Sean Payton's name's coming up for Denver. Uh, Harborough interviewed for Mich um, with the Minnesota Vikings last offseason before returning to uh, Michigan. Um, so since being in Michigan, um, no, he's brought this team to two straight Final Fours in the college playoffs. Uh, if I'm him, stay at Michigan. No, he's building this Michigan team back up to what they used to be. Um, and I think he wants to you know, bring Michigan to the national championship. Uh, no, two straight years, he's gotten this team to the final four they couldn't get it past ohio state played a you no know, a high a good game against uh tcu um but finally him no stay at michigan no you don't want to go to denver and have to deal with going in denver i mean denver is I, if i'm a head coach i, I want to stay far away from denver uh carolina i don't know what's going on in carolina um but yeah if i'm john humber stay stay in michigan no you Brought this team to what they used to be, and on, I, I I'm staying away from those two teams. Um, but obviously, I he's staying in. I, I obviously staying in uh, Michigan. Um, next in the NFL, we're going to talk about um the Raiders expected to explore Derek Carr trade in the off season. Our Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels said Wednesday that the team would bench Derek Carr in favor of Jared Stidham for the club's final two games. Um. After you know them, after six nine start, uh, Derek Carr threw four touchdowns to, uh, to six interceptions over the last three games. Uh, the Raiders will have to decide on uh, Derek Carr's future prior to the uh, to the third day of the uh, waiver period after the Super Bowl, um, which he's uh, due to uh, which he's due which he which is when he's due uh, contract guarantees. Uh, Rappaport uh, you know Rappaport adds. Uh, Derek Carr's 2023 uh, base salary of $32.9 million and an additional $7.5 million of his 2024 salary uh, will be uh, guaranteed on February 5th, according to Sportrick. Um, so Derek Carr has been the Raiders' starting quarterback since he was drafted in 2014. He's made three pole bowls over his nine-year career, posting a Jeez, 63-79 record. I mean, you really can't blame him on this. You no, know, he's had terrible head coaches. He's been part of some shitty teams. Um, no, but I don't mind Derek Carr. I mean, there's games he can... There's games he can put up really good numbers, and there's games where you watch him, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Um, but, you know, there's a lot of teams out there that could, you know, use a quarterback, you know, um... New York, New York Giants could uh, not New York Giants. New York Jets could use a quarterback. The Panthers could use a quarterback. Uh, could the um, Broncos use a quarterback? Could you give up on Russell Wilson? Uh, who else? I mean, who else needs a quarterback? Um, 
I'm trying to think of teams that need quarterbacks. At Texans, Texans need a quarterback, uh, but I'm sure there's a team out there that's going to willing to trade for Derek Carr, give him a chance. Uh, speaking about the Jets, um, the Jets, uh, they don't plan to shop uh, Zach Wilson, which I think you should. You know, his uh, second season has been absolutely awful. Uh, awful. He's benched. Uh, he's been benched a lot throughout the season. He was benched from Mike White in Week Twelve after. Um, after string of inconsistent performances, he returned the starting week when uh, Derek Wright was sidelined with a rib injury, but was once again benched for uh, Chris Arstrelver at halftime of Week 16 loss to the Jaguars. Um, after White was cleared to return, Wilson was named to the third-string quarterback in Week 17. So this he was drafted number two overall, and I don't, I don't, I, I, I mean, I've never seen a quarterback get drafted number two overall. Then get freaking demoted to the third string quarterback position. This shows how much faith the New York Jets have in Zach Wilson. Um, Robert Slayer has mentioned uh, has maintained his commitment to Wilson throughout his signal callers uh, struggles. He told reporters this week that he still believes in the twenty three world has a future. Um, no, since getting drafted, he's posted an eight and fourteen record. He has eighteen interceptions to fifteen touchdowns. Give up on him. Zach Wilson is not an NFL quarterback. Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback. I, I think he sucks. He got trapped way too early. Um, I think he should stay in college at, at least another season. Um, he's a bust. Zach Wilson is an absolute bust. I say give up on him. No, go get Derek. Give Derek Carr a chance. I think Derek Carr would do better than Zach Wilson. I think any quarterback, any backup quarterback right now would do better than Zach Wilson. Um, I just, I stick up in Zach Wilson. No, this experiment failed. You know, they thought he was going to be a future quarterback. And yes, Zach Wilson's still young. He's still a kid. He's 23 years old, but can you really fix him? Can you fix this quarterback? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't fix it. Maybe he just doesn't fix, fit not fix, fit the jet system. Maybe he needs to be part of another system. But, um, you know, maybe give him another year. You know, try to fix his mechanics. Try to work him with the offseason. Try to help him do, try to help him out some way. Maybe he can improve. But like I said, I don't think Zach Wilson is an NFL quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's time to move on. I think it's time to give up on him. Uh, now we're going to get to my picks. We're 50 minutes into this podcast. Um, all right. Picks. Last week, I actually surprised it pretty damn good. I didn't think I was going to do as good as I did. Um, so last week... I started off 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, 6-0. Freaking took the Eagles. They lost. I was then 7-1, and 8-1, 9-1, 10-1, 11-1, 12-1, 13-1, 13-2. Then you really can't count. I mean, do I give myself a 13-3 record because you can't count the um, Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals game. Uh, I don't know what to pick on that one. But uh, so this week... I took the Chiefs to beat the Raiders. I took the Jaguars to beat the Titans. I took the Bucks to beat the uh, Falcons. I actually took the Buffalo Bills to beat the Patriots. Um, I took the Vikings to beat the Bears. Um, 
I did take the Ravens to beat the Bengals. Uh, I took the Colts. I took the Texans to beat the Colts. I took the Dolphins to beat the Jets. I took the Saints to beat the Panthers. Um, Steelers to beat the Browns. Uh, Chargers to beat the uh, Broncos. I took the Eagles to beat the Giants. I mean, Eagles should win this game easily. Uh, Giants are sitting their starters. So I, I don't see why you should lose this game. Um, 49ers beat the Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks beat the Rams in the... Um, Cowboys beat the Commanders. I took the Packers to beat the Lions. So those are my picks for this week. Now we're going to jump into some... Um, we're jumping some hockey. Uh, quick one. Uh, Seattle Kraken to host the Golden Knights in 2024 Winter Classic. Uh, the game's going to be played at T-Mobile Park in, uh, in an outdoor event in January 1st, 2024. T-Mobile Park is the home of the Mariners. Uh, it will be the 8th baseball stadium to hold the Winter Classic. Capacity of 48,000. The Kraken uh, crack currently in their second NHL season after being awarded uh, team back in 2018. Uh, Seattle will be the 29th uh, team to play an outdoor game. Vegas participated in one 2021 against the Cardinal Avalanche in Lake Tahoe. Um, that's pretty cool Seattle gets a, uh, an outdoor game. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there who deserve one, but uh, Seattle gets one. Um, I'll probably end up watching that game. Uh, speaking about more hockey, um, Jake DeBrus will be out four weeks due to a hand injury or probably a broken fibula. Uh, so he's sustained the injury in what team called the Lower Barde uh, lineman in the team's 2-1 win over the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in, at Fenway Park, which is a classic. Uh, the Bruins play Jake DePress on long-term injury reserve, meaning he's required to miss at least as 10 games in uh, 24 days of any 10 games in 24 days of the NHL season. Um, so I mean, he scored uh, the both uh, the two goals on Monday. However, he appeared to be uh, alarming after Macalister's slap shot hit him in the uh, hit him just before the uh, his he scored his uh, before he scored his first goal of the game. Um, Jim Montgomery explained he didn't realize uh, Jake DeBrus was hurt during the contest. I saw him wince when he took the shot in the leg. Um, then he scored uh, right after. I used him the uh, last minute of the play. Uh, then Boston Ben's coach said I was trying to get him a hat trick uh, for the empty net. I did not have any issue to think uh, was anything was uh, wrong. Um, wow, dude. The fact that he played through an injury. Is, and I mean, now a lot of people give hockey a flack. They don't call it a sport. But hockey players are built different, dude. You get guys who get a slap shot to the face. A slap shot to the face. The back of it on the ice. Then we get guys who break their jaw, and they play still. This is Dino Chara, for instance, back in 2019 Stanley Cup Finals. Um, hockey players are built different, man. You know, you get guys who hurt their friggin' toe in basketball, and they're out for fucking six weeks. You get guys who get a slap shot to the face and then back out on the ice. Um... So he was actually on track for a uh, career season with 16 goals and 14 assists over 36 games. Five of those tallies came in the last six contests. He's only missed one game before the injury in 2022-2023. He was on pace for 35 goals and 31 assists. Um, Debray collected, so uh, Jake DeBrus collected 25 marks, 17 helpers, and 77 hits of um, tilts in 2021-2022. He's in a sixth game with the Bruins. Uh, the Bruins only traded him in November 2021. Um... 
It's a big loss for the Bruins. They've been having a good season, but I don't think it won't matter for the Bruins. Right now, they're 34-4, the best team in the NHL. Uh, now we're going to talk. We'll finish off with some basketball. Um, the Mavericks wave Kevin Walker uh, brief after a brief nine-game stint to create minutes for the uh, younger guards. Um, he actually scored 32 points for the Mavericks as well. I didn't know that. Uh, the Mavericks... Um, after uh, he only played nine games, uh, announced Friday that Walker Sally would uh, become more guaranteed on Saturday, according to ESPN's Tim McMahon. Um, the move was uh, motivated, motivated by desire to find minutes for some of the team's younger guards. Choi player uh, McKinley Wright has played uh, well in limited minutes, and uh, the team wants to find uh, time for playing uh, playing time for rookie guard uh, Jordan, uh, Jaden Hardy, who only played in 12 games. Um No, no. One time, I'm mean, no Kemba Walker. You know, where does he go from here? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of teams that could use him. Uh, you know, after that 32 point game, man, that that may be uh, Walker's path to another team. Uh, but after unsuccessful since in Dallas, New York, it's going to be harder and harder for him to find a rush spot, which is true. Um, I'm obviously sure. I'm uh, no. There's obviously another team out there that's going to give no give him a chance to come off the bench. No, I I know it didn't work out in Dallas. It didn't work out in Dallas for him. It didn't work out in New York. But no, it's a good veteran piece coming off the bench. It can be a good veteran uh, to have in your locker room. Uh, Demarcus Cousins expected to work out for the Lakers. Um, he's been working out uh, six days a week in Las Vegas. Um, for agents can be signed up to a 10-day contract. Uh, he played 17 games last season for the Milwaukee Bucks and 31 for the Denver Nuggets. He averaged 9 points, 5.6 rebounds, or 40 total contest. He spent his first six seasons with the Sacramento Kings, who uh, earned three All-Star nods. He was traded to the Pelicans in 2017. Uh, he spent time with the Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets, and Clippers. Uh, he hasn't played more than 40 games in the season since tearing his ACL. Um, you know, he's played for the Lakers before. Um... And I, obviously, Lakers uh, need some death off the bench. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he won a championship with the uh, was the Warriors or the Lakers. Even though he didn't play, he still got a ring. I think he won with the Lakers. Oh, so he didn't get a championship with the Lakers. I thought the Lakers gave him one. I found this article. Did Marcus Cousins get a ring with the Lakers? Um... According to ESPN, the Milwaukee Bucks are starting on. That's not it. Um, Lakers said that honoring him with a championship ring. At one point, Marcus Cousins was, uh, was one of the best big men in the game. However, um, two similar lower uh, leg injuries. That's not it. Um, 
So, uh, DeMarcus has spent eight months with the Lakers in the 2019, but his ACL injury meant he never played a game for them. He was uh, waived in February 2020, months before the team won the 2019-2020 NBA championship in the Learner Bubble. The Lakers, though, said they would be offering rings to every player who was on their championship roster previous, including Avery Bradley, Troy Daniels, and Cousins. It was said that Daniels would, uh, uh, Cousins, my bad, would be presented a championship ring when the Lakers, whom he was out with at the time, traveled to Los Angeles that season, reporters asked him about the ring. He said it was dope. Uh, there's been a lot of confusion among fans who actually never saw Marcus Cousins receive his ring in L.A. Uh, the Lakers certainly uh, recognized Cousins part of the championship team as Cousins' name was uh, engraved on the championship rings. However, online comments were curious DeMarcus Cousins actually got a championship ring from the Lakers. There was no footage of the moment. That's because DeMarcus' championship ring was mailed to him as Troy Daniels. Um, so he did get a ring. Um, where when you look it up, it doesn't say. Uh, and last but not least, uh, LeBron James says uh, he's not interested in passing Kareem while the Lakers are losing. He says, I want to win. Losing is not sitting well with me, James, told ESPN's Dave McMenium. I don't like having accomplishments, and I don't uh, and it don't feel right when, when it comes to losing effort. So when we sit here right now as a franchise, as a team below, it's 500. We've been playing some good basketballs late, but we want to win, and I want to win at the highest level. Breaking records or setting records or passing greats and losing effort has never been in – have never been DNA of mine. Uh, with the Lakers four straight, when is the four straight after Friday's 130-114 victory over Atlanta Hawks? The Lakers sit 12th uh, in the Western Conference standing, so ever Los Angeles is only one game out of the uh, number 10 spot. So Le LeBron James scored 25 points against the Hawks and needs 460 points to pass Kareem's record. And is projected to do so in the next 17 games, potentially on February 9th against Milwaukee Bucks. According to ESPN, the 38-year-old is averaging 28.9 points per game on 51.1% shooting from the field. To be able to go out there and still uh, be a vulture, uh, a vulture point of my opponent. Uh, scouting reports let me know I'm still playing at a high level, uh, LeBron James said. I want to continue to play at a championship level and still uh, be I've respected every time I touch the floor uh, and That's crazy that you know he's going to do this. I mean, I mean, it happens to come to the league at eighteen. I know LeBron James gets a lot of flack, you know, with the decisions, uh, you know what he does on the court, and you know, wanting to team with star players. But LeBron James is one of the greatest players to ever play this game. Um, at thirty years old, he's still playing at a high level. He's still playing at an elite level. Um. And I know I'm happy he's going to do this. I'm happy that he's going to. And I've been a LeBron fan since 2003. He's the main reason why I watch basketball. And um, he's going to do it this year. And honestly, I don't see anyone ever touching his point mark when he does pass uh, when he does pass Kareem. But um, no, i got to agree with him. No, it doesn't matter if... No, i got to agree with him. He's not interested... Passing Kareem, they're losing. You know, this Lakers team, the last two years, have been a very disappointment. Um, you know, last year, I said this team was going to make the playoffs. I said this team was an NBA championship. Uh, they didn't come close to that, and so far this year, they're not coming close to that either. Um, I still think the Lakers can make a run at the 10th seed, um, but you no. Know, 
can can this legacy team turn it around? It's gonna be interesting if they can do. But anyways, guys, uh, I guess the end of the podcast. Uh, pretty long podcast. Uh, if you guys did make it this far, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. Um, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and you guys will be hearing me next week. Bye.